What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jurgen at the only podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm Sam Canning, and Jesus is my co-pilot. And I'm Jordan Canning, and Jesus is my co-pilot. That's <laughs> stupid. Uh... <laughs> what if uh, the joke's so nice you made it twice? <laughs> you'll see. So here uh, we are. You'll yeah. Secret we've we've life got the American teenager. Yeah, and. Uh, to go with our with our shiny new joke, we have season five, episode sixteen, shiny and new. Title watch. George said it. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was he talking about his pubes? <laughs> My dick. I've got it chrome plated. Or was or was this one of the scenes when he was not talking about his pubes in this episode? Were there one of those? Oh, oh, there. He yeah. was even when he's not directly talking about his pubes, he's pretty much always talking about his pubes. It's a metaphor. And check it out, I put some wheels on my pubes. <laughs> Stupid. Uh <laughs> season five. Ooh, mama, someone's got on her power pubes. Season five. Someone's got on her pubic suit. Season five, episode sixteen, shiny and new, written by Paul Perlov. No Brenda. Brenda did that, not write this one. That's interesting. By Gail Bradley. That's interesting that Brenda didn't write this one, because I really wish she had, because I want to thank her for for something. Well, we're going to have to be thanking Paul on this one. I guess we're thanking Paul this week. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Uh, Your crimes are all forgiven from all the times that I got really mad about your writing in previous episodes. That's fine now. Keith was Uh, the foot guy, yes. Keith was the foot guy. Um, hmm. How would you feel about this episode? Uh, same way I feel about all the episodes in season five. I don't want to watch the show anymore. <laughs> I, I really, I can't, I can't, <laughs> there's just something about season five. I just am incapable of retaining any I'll of tell it you, I'll as tell you I'm thing. watching it. Not only do I not want to watch The Secret Life of the American Teenager, but The Secret Life of the American Teenager does not want to be watched by me anymore. No, Because GoToJO.org is, uh, is given up on me on the spot. I think... I think he's got a little bit of performance anxiety now that Disney Plus is out. Like, he's got a much more <laughs> successful brother. Now that there's two podcasts talking about Secret Life. I should say, I'm sorry, this may not be uh, politically correct, but all streaming services are men. And uh, if you don't believe, if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but it's just a fact. What if, what if gotojo.org is just unable to deal with the server strain of from all of the now people? there's, now there's four people watching <laughs> the show instead That's of two? Fr- that's very it's like oh no i'm Why sorry you, you expect this? me to keep up with sam and jordan and kate and claire how the fuck am I? and don't forget friend of the show bodark is watching the show and 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 talking about it so if you think about it it's five people wow that's fuck. a lot for a streaming that's so service. that's so many um yeah they they probably did just like reroute all their bandwidth towards disney plus it really has objectively been worse since Disney Plus launched. That's true. I yeah, I had to go with a very legal and very cool Daily Motion stream. It was on which not I only... got to. Did you get the ads? Because uh, no, I think I... you watched it. 
uh, I, Daily Motion I too. Thankfully, only watched the last ten minutes of, of yeah. Daily Motion. I, I I made it mostly to the end before I switched over, but um. I should say this is all parody, and we are watching. No, we're just kidding. We didn't actually do this. But, but did you get the ads? Thing, this, did you get the was... ads where uh, all of these people were like, "Yeah, they were they were like, I love Brockhampton, iHeartRadio, and Verizon." Verizon. I didn't, but I'll tell you one thing about Daily Motion. It's a parody, but it is a double-edged parody because Daily Motion streams, if they were to exist, which they don't. Um, are not only reflected, which bothers me, but they're ever so slightly slower, adding about a solid 10 minutes onto was the this, viewing experience. Was this one slowed down? Oh, it sure was. Just a I, little I bit. I didn't just notice, enough. but it's possible that my brain had been slowed down from watching the the it's, rest of the episode. It's just enough to make you want to not, to just, but not just enough to hurt. Let's talk about the show so we can move on. Okay, so the beginning of this episode is a fucking fake-out bullshit thing where Ricky and Clementine are in bed, they do the throw the covers off, and it's like, oh, we were in bed, wow, we shouldn't have done this, uh, and she's like, don't marry Amy, Ricky, and, uh, I mean, I have, I have notes here that I guess are irrelevant, because we do find out that it's a dream, but, yeah, uh, I was I was really uh, having having a time with the fact that in this dream Ricky had apparently lit like thirty candles. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why? I like to imagine the first part of the dream was Ricky lighting the candles. I mean, yeah. what else is he going to spend money on? Rent zero dollars. Car well, payment zero dollars. Well, he, he went Ricky how to have sex, and it was like step one: light candles. Please uh, help. My family is starving. I spent so much on candles in my dreams. So Clementine says, uh, she's like, oh, it was always supposed to be you and me. Why did you have to get Amy pregnant? And then Amy stands up from behind the bed and does a jump scare and says, but it was always him and me. We had a child. So now we have to be together. We have no choice. Do you get it? And then she says, I brought you a meta. She she pulls out. (laughs) I've got a metaphor for you, Ricky. I brought you this metaphor. Death Stranding Hideo Kojima. And she says, hey, Ricky, uh, I literally brought you a ball and chain. Do you get it? I found my lucky ball and chain. She yeah, she pulls out a funny comedy ball and chain and she says out loud the words, I got this as a special prize for getting pregnant and having a baby. Do you Damn, get it? Do you think do you think that maybe marriage and relationships are kind of like a prison if you think about it? Has this show ever done a dream sequence before? No, it did a daydream sequence for Amy. Yeah, it, got, it had baby Amy with George, but I think that's literally the only time that we've seen anything on the show that wasn't literal. There should be a dream sequence every episode, and maybe a dream ballet in the final episode. Ooh, well. A dream flash mob. We're looking for something dumb to do. <laughs> There's only one song that people are allowed to dance to. Um, uh, I have a little a little uh, note for you that I think you'll really be happy to know. Uh, that when this episode aired, uh, the promo included a shot of Ricky and Clementine in bed going, Oh my god, we shouldn't have done this, and then kissing and all that. Well, how so else are just, they going to get people to watch this stupid fucking show? They literally just completely lied to the. That's viewers. the only reason the scene is in the episode. There's no reason for this. Yeah, it's psychology. So then Amy throws the ball at Ricky, and he wakes up, and real Amy's standing there, and she says, "You got to get up if you're going to go meet with Leo." And we'll get more on that later. Why are you uh, lighting candles in your sleep, Ricky? <laughs> the apartment's yeah, he's, on fire. He's just lighting the pillows on fire. He's like, "Whoa." I had a dream that I was I was lighting a giant candle. I was, I was toasting a giant marshmallow. <laughs> so Ricky is apparently going to meet with Leo today. Yeah, and he hates. We'll his talk wife. more about that when it happens. Yeah. So Grace is going to uh, 
to school. She's leaving. No, well, well, she's going yeah. to school to pick up a copy for transcript, but she's going to go tour some schools and is going to leave Jack alone. Yeah, for a week. And Jack is like, hey, can't I go with you? And she's like, no, Jack, you have your own school. Ding dong, man. Remember last uh, week how she... I said that Jack wants to stay here because uh, he doesn't want to be found by the pimp and doesn't want to be left alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was correct. You're right. I, yeah. I totally didn't pick up on that, but yeah. you're right. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't think the show knew that it would make sense. It does uh, make so, sense. Yeah, Grace is like, hey, you know, your parents want you to... This is what I don't understand, is she says that his parents want him to come home to stay in his cool boy room, and he's like, oh, I'd rather stay here, which I don't think makes sense with the... Like, because there's no way that the pimp could know where his parents live. Oh, well, they did publish his name and address in the newspaper. <laughs> I don't when think he, that's Hero true. Hero Teen saves sex worker from life I, of... I think yeah. it's more likely that... <laughs> Yeah, they're like, Jack Pappas, the hero football player Tim Tebow funny, whose parents live at... <laughs> One, two, three, cool boy race car bed Avenue. <laughs> God, I wish Jack had a race car bed. He probably uh, does, yeah. it's just off screen at all times. Inexplicably, Jack does not want to stay uh, at home with his parents. Uh, so he's, he says, oh no, I'd like to stay here in the guest house with Tom, like old times. And Grace says... Uh, uh, Tom won't be here when when Kathleen and I are gone. Uh, Tom will be living with George for the week. Did you uh, have the thought that I had that was that George is using Tom as a as an eviction shield? You can't. Evict I didn't. Me, Anne. I didn't have You're, that specific thought, but this, I did. You'll put this perfect fine young business executive out on the street. <laughs> I was just thinking about the fact that George is just like, oh, oh, I'm getting evicted. Well, I might as well like have friends over and have wild parties and stuff. And then he's like looking through his list of friends, and it just says Tom. Tom. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, so apparently we find out that Jack had promised off screen. He was like, Grace, if you let me stay in the guest house, I'll go see the psychiatrist, Doctor Chan. Uh, but now he's saying, no, I don't want to. Uh, and Grace says, well, I don't want you to be all alone with your with your trauma and stuff. And Jack says, he says, I'm, I'm not alone. I've got the big guy upstairs. And then Grace owns him with facts and logic and says uh, that God doesn't reel. But if he does, uh, then shouldn't by your logic, sir, the one who gave you the phone number for Dr. Chan was the big guy, you bastard. And then he's, he disintegrated because of all the facts. Yeah, so it's Jack really funny off. to me, and I think it's kind of almost a scathing, uh, I, I guess a scathing commentary on Christianity, that the second Grace meets someone who's more annoyingly Christian than he is, <laughs> or than she is, that she gets fed up with the whole thing and turns into she's, the rational one. She's immediately, one. like, distancing herself from the she's religion. She's like, man, I was not like that, huh, was I? <laughs> thanks, Brenda. And then, thanks, and thanks, then Grace Paul. says, uh, I'm gonna slap this one with a disgraceful teen crime. I don't know if it deserves it, but it, it really upset me, is that Grace is like, come on, Jack, do it for me, okay? Just go talk to Dr. Chan. Or you could call Lauren's dad. It's like, Jack, no. You've ex- what would, what is, Ken, Ken Fields always gives the worst advice, so I think Ken go Fields Go with a real therapist. Say, Ken Fields Ken, fucking sucks. Ken Fields hasn't had a license in years, and he's just like, he's like, Jack, the only way that you can confront your trauma is to go and personally hunt down that pimp and beat the shit out of him. When has Ken Fields ever helped anyone? Well, he told Ricky that it's good that he hates his wife. Yeah, that's true. George uh, says that he helped him because he, like, said women, and then Ken Fields said that his ex-wife is always his wife constantly. <laughs> and that was that really helped him out, so I think that's the person, the only person that George, that has been helped out by Ken Fields. 
Yeah. Uh, Jack tells Grace, uh, he says, uh, I don't want you going out of state for college. And she says, but Jack, uh, the, the important thing is whatever's best for my future, which is our future. And so, and you talking to a psychiatrist is also good for our future. And then Jack yells at her and yeah. <laughs> man two people yelling at each other about where they're gonna go to college i i wish there, i like that so much i wish there was a whole episode about that <laughs> uh and then and then jack says sorry i yelled maybe we should spend some time apart this week but not too much i don't want you going out of state ha 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 yeah he really took a shot in the dark there um yeah so he uh so grace says uh to move on with your life and not to let the trauma hold back hold him back and, and then jack she says no uh, George is wearing a suit and he's completely he's got hairless. He's power suit. He's got who, mama? Someone's got no pubic hair. He's uh. Oh, he's, this is so dumb. So he's got his power suit on. He. So Paul Perlev learned the word metrosexual. I really wish that I could forget the word metrosexual. George is in a suit and Nora is like, "You're wearing a suit. Are you suing Anne? Is Anne suing you? Is David suing you?" And George is like. <laughs> Yeah. You're not gonna find out until the end of the episode why I'm wearing this suit. Well, he he does say the reason he's wearing the suit specifically is because he is reinventing himself as a metrosexual. Oh, and then then Nora, check this out. This is pretty funny. Nora says, "I prefer the wor- world of the homosexual." And then he says that he got a uh uh mani pedi. She says she doesn't know what a metrosexual is, and he says, "I'll tell you what it is. I had a mani pedi yesterday." And then buff. This- Whatever but that then means. check this out. Then Nora says that sounds pretty homosexual. And then and thanks, then George thanks, says, Paul. "This is George this is says, great stuff." Yeah, well, a metrosexual is just a straight homosexual. This is great stuff. I'm sure great all content. of our listeners are laughing at these these funny retorts. This show is fucking destroying my brain, dude. I I don't know how. I mean, we got how many episodes left? Uh, like five. Da, 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 da. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes. Ugh. I have to Ugh. watch this show eight more times. I hope that Paul can come up with more content like this, like this riveting, funny scene. Season five is... Oh, God. So he invites uh, we have Nora... To watch eight more episodes of season so George five. invites Nora to the only bar and grill, and she yeah. says, oh, you mean Jeff's? And he says... He <laughs> He the says, only of bar. course. What yeah, else course. would it be? Well, what else? Would what be? other? What is there? Another bar and grill somewhere? <laughs> it's the only one. What do you want to go to? Poppy's Tacos? We put that out of business. Yeah, he says he has a secret. She has to come to Jeff's if she wants to know what it is. And she says, George, shouldn't you have learned about how secrets are bad by now? And he's <laughs> shouldn't like, you learn the- about the secret life of the American dad? <laughs> He says what he's learned is that he's too nice of a guy to oh. just sit around and take whatever life throws Man, at him. Man, he's so such he's a nice gonna... guy. Now, here's a challenging line, okay? Mm-hmm. Nora is like, oh, is she's guessing what the secret is. She's like, oh, are you and Kathleen tying the knot? And he says, oh, we've been tying the knot, but we're not getting married, if that's what you mean. Jordan, she does, she does, you know what? Does George tie- have a dog dick? <laughs> <laughs> It was a simple question. It was a yes or no question. You want to think about what you just said to me? I don't need to think about it. I thought about it before I said it. (sighs) Have you ever tied a cherry stem with your tongue or seen someone who can do that? I've heard that that's a thing that people can do, but I don't believe it. I think that that Kathleen has found a way to to maybe... A, George has a dog. 
plastic, and B, she's tying it up like a balloon animal. I think, I think, I think, oh, I've just let my cat in on accident when I did that door gag. I'm going to- Hi, uh, Susie! Hi, Susie. Let's get Susie out of here. One sec. No! She's stepping on my keyboard. What's the problem? Actually, there's a lot of hotkeys on Audacity that that could (laughs) cause some serious issues. So yeah, good choice. Okay, normalcy has been restored. Okay, uh, so then George up starts talking about his pubes. all sorts of shapes and sizes, and then he says, "Not only do I have a dog pu- dick, but I, unlike a dog, my my pubic zone is completely bare and hairless." Yeah, so he great. says he's been shaved and waxed and plucked, and he's ready to take on the world. And then Nora says, "So you're saying you're a male prostitute now?" And he says, "Huh, women wish I was." Oh my god, they'd love to pay him for sex. I hate this season, dude. What was? All I want is to go back to season one. <laughs> Why was season one the best season of the show? Because <laughs> it was all downhill from there. God season one it. was the one where Ben Boykovich, uh went and told Amy in person not to get an abortion, and that was the best season of this television show. <laughs> this show is just, like, sapping all of my energy. We're going to get to the fucking finale, and it's just going to be like, so Amy's at school. <laughs> Does Brenda Is Brenda ben. Hampton some kind of lich, and this is, like, her phylactery is just filled with, like misery and and us being mad online <laughs> the secret lich the secret lich of the american nothing, teenager. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so um he he leaves and i want to uh, george leaves and uh ricky Good. calls nora and she, yeah ricky calls nora he says hey i need a favor can i see leo this morning and i think she probably says something she about says no. no one can see the wizard does she make a she does say no one can see the, she says no one can see the wizard great nora uh says no and then ricky says great i'll be there nine goodbye and then amy says sorry he doesn't say goodbye uh amy says ricky are you seeing leo today or not and he says yes i will he says i want to tell leo in person that we've been lying about being married so he doesn't think that we stole his money and he says do you have what Mimsy's happened to the money and... that Mimsy gave us? And and Amy us? says Mimsy Excuse didn't me? give us money. Us. She gave me money, bitch. And then they have a, the most boring conversation that the show's so had funny. in a while. It's so funny that Amy also just views her grandma, her her grandma whose brain is like disintegrating and is about to die. Like soon. mine. She she views her grandma as just like a fun money. Uh, well, supply. she gave me the money. <laughs> Weren't they like we got to send this back? I, and oh my no. god. Ricky it's, did. Oh, Ricky you're wanted right. that. Well, Amy is Amy is bad. Amy love it. Amy is bad. Uh, it runs in the family. It's genetic that you want to take Mimsy's money. Yay! So then they have one of the most boring conversations, perhaps in the history of the entire show. Okay, which is Ricky and Amy. Amy's like, we should return the gifts uh, that, oh, the, my that my coworkers at the God. nursery got me. And Ricky's like. Well, we can't return all of them. We, we use, the, use blender. the blender. And Amy's like, well, yeah, we use the blender, but oh, I didn't use the salad spinner. Well, I use the salad spinner. Well, well, we, didn't use well, the well, we both use the wok. Well, and they're like, no. Oh, <sighs> fuck you. Why are we having this conversation? Why am I ma- wasting valuable minutes of my life watching this? So, that's done. Uh, and then Ricky says, oh, what a tangled web we weave. And then Amy says, oh, Ricky, you're so smart and you have such a huge dick. Finish the quote, you fucking genius. What a you... tangled web you weave with your giant monster hog. Yeah, what a smart, and he said, have you seen my web come out of my ass when I weave it's a It's really, web? really funny that Ricky is the one talking about weaving a tangled web. Yeah. It's like, it's like they know. Yeah, yeah, Amy's like, uh, Mimsy didn't give us any money and we didn't weave any tangled webs. He says, he says, Amy, 
it's over. And she says, what do you mean? And he says, the lie is over. And then Amy's like, are you saying we're over? And Ricky's like, why? You planning on going to New York? Because he, she got an, uh, an invitation to go tour Hudson University and, and he been opened it. And then he says that he will continue to open all of her mail that comes from Hudson. And then he demands she give her wedding ring back to him. Yeah, she she says, Ricky, it's illegal to open other people's mail. Give and he me says, a ring back. He says, then have me arrested until you start telling the truth. I, I'm doing a little Trumpy. Until you start telling me the truth, Amy, I'm going to open all your mail from that school. And give me that wedding ring back, by the way. I'm going to give it back to Nora. She's and like then Amy, in tears it, trying to pull it She's starting to cry, off. and she's like struggling to take the ring off, and... And she, and uh, she's like, oh, I can't get it off. Do you think this means anything? I don't know. I it's don't. And chain. I, I'm going to be honest. I really did not understand if there was any reason that she couldn't get the ring off. Were they trying to imply perhaps that her hands and feet are funny pregnant swelling? Man, that would bum me out. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she can't get the ring off. And then he's like, I'm sorry, Amy. I forgot I'm sensitive boy. <laughs> And he says, do Give you want to go more to, points. are you trying to go to Hudson, Amy? And she says, she says, I, I kind of want to go there. Yes. But then she's like, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. I don't really want to go there. And then, but then she says, would it hurt if I go to look at the school? And then he just he, says, Give me, the like, ring. Give me back the ring. And she says that uh, today is the deadline <laughs> for her to tell Counselor O'Malley whether or not she's going to Hudson. Because of our uh, mandated quota, I just want to say that Ricky voice has gone full Decker. <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> Give me back the wedding ring. I gotta get the ring and get off this island. I gotta get ring off the finger so I can get ring. And <laughs> and I gotta go talk to my mom so I can get the ring off your finger uh, so that we can get out of this apartment this is good stuff so ricky says this, this is great for go- me i like it ricky this is the most go- fun i've had doing this episode i know so right far. i love i love talking about decker so ricky it, says i, to I gotta go decker. see leo before school and then he says go and then he gives her a small kiss on the cheek because that's all he can give her because he hates his wife and yeah and then and then she says even if i go look at the school it doesn't mean i'm gonna go there and then ricky says nothing and leaves and that's the end of the scene so he goes to see leo he, uh, Leo is sitting, is sitting at his, at his own front desk because Nora Cause isn't there, which Nora's is how it late. works. <gasps> and so Ricky gives Leo the money, and Leo's like, "Keep it." Because Leo, a nice Leo guy. knew, as as a reminder, Leo knew that they weren't married because Chloe, in her sleep, apparently <laughs> revealed <laughs> that Ben Ricky and Amy that, are not married. I am in sleep right now. Yeah, and he said, <laughs> "He said, wow, my adoptive, maybe foster daughter is talking in the sleep." <laughs> That sounds legit. <laughs> so, so Ricky tries to give the money back, and Leo says, "This is because of your honesty. This is an, an Aesop's fable. You may now keep the money. I am a magical yeah. rich man." So Ricky explains why they didn't get married, and Leo says, "Okay, that's fine. Here's what I'll do. I'll take the money back, and when you do get married, I'll give I'll give you the money back to whoever uh, no you, who you and get your married wife, to." Yeah. And Ricky's no like, what's th- that supposed to mean? And Leo's like, "Well." Is there someone else you'd rather be with I hear you of have, Amy? I hate my wife disease. It's common in this small town. <laughs> Is there someone else you'd rather be with? Like Clementine? Because Bunny told him about gossip. 
So then, Leo, yeah, Leo says that the rumor, there's rumors abound that you yeah. don't want to get married. And then Ricky says that, uh, Clementine was a friend many years ago. And Leo says, haha, so was Camille. So See was Camille. How it, That's how it works. That's the rule is that if you gotta cheat a friend, on your wife, you get married. If you're a friend with a person, then you gotta have sex with them and get married with them. It's, it's a the fact. law. It's uh, the law. So, uh, Nora finally arrives to work. It, she's a half hour late. And where she's has she like, been? Where has she been? Well, she she tells she tells Ricky she's like I'm okay, don't worry about it. Uh, you can you can go, I guess. And Ricky leaves. I don't know. Uh, and then Leo's like, so what happened, Nora? I don't know why Ricky doesn't care, but uh, so Nora explains. I wouldn't be was, Ricky if I didn't give no shits about all the women in my life. Goodbye. <laughs> she, that that voice sounded a little bit Leo, and I love it. Uh, it's parallels. She, Do you get it? I, I get older. I get more like this. So, uh, I mean, from what I know of Darren Kagafsoff's career, he does seem like he's kind of just becoming uh, Steve Sharippa every year. <laughs> he posts a lot of Instagram pictures with like other like actors from like mafia shows. Ricky is like, I'm gonna give you the ring back, and and if you if when you love someone, you let it go, and if they come back, then. It's great, and if she doesn't come back, then I guess she was nothing more than a hooker anyway. Oh, God. So, remember when Rick uh, said that about Betty? Yeah, I remember when he said that. Uh, okay, so Nora explains she was at the bus stop on her way to work. Jack drives by beep, and beep. says, hey, would you... Hey, He's... I think I know you. I think we've never been on the show before. He says, hey, you look like a main character. You look like a, <laughs> you look like a recurring character. Uh, would you like a ride to work? And she says, okay. I don't know uh, you, but this seems legit. Despite the fact that legit. Jack is driving a car with uh, arms and leg casts. <laughs> this uh, seems like a great idea. And then he... He is, falls, he asleep, falls asleep, asleep at the wheel. And runs into rear a ends a parked cop car. But let's talk about this cop, because, man, this is a... This, she's a sexy cop, apparently. So, the thing is... Oh, here's here's a, a, a quick note that Nora says is... She, she explains, the reason I couldn't call you to explain why I was going to be in late is because when he rear-ended the car, my phone fell out of my lap and broke. Sure. Okay. Why not? Sure, why not? How fucking fast was he going? Like, neither of them were injured. It was... The phone, you know, kind of jumped in front of the... It absorbed all the impact. Nora says the reason it fell, that the cop... It fell into the pit of acid that is on the floor of his car. <laughs> yeah, that's Jack for you. It, uh, <laughs> Typical Jack! You know, that car is... Uh, it's powered by an electric motor because it's a hybrid, and it gave mm. off an EMP blast that broke <laughs> oh, the phone. Oh, no! I, man, I hate when that happens. So Nora knows the police officer because... A friend of mine, and man, yeah, is she, she a hot says, cop. Yeah, she's hot in her uniform. She says Jack. She says the cop is a friend of hers, so Jack isn't in trouble. You rear-ended a cop, and he it was fell fine? asleep while driving, were, and rear-ended a police officer. Aren't gonna, okay, fuck cops. Jack should not be allowed to drive a car legally after falling asleep at the wheel because he's got a broken arm and a broken leg and he's traumatized. Dude, do you think that do you think that Nora had one of those like things that allegedly exist where like if you're friends with a police officer they can give you like a card that you can show a police officer to get out of crimes? Man, I didn't know that those apparently exist, but that really sounds like a thing that Nora might have, which is really funny because Nora was in prison for a while for like multiple Yeah, well she seasons. loves cops. 
The she thing really is, likes cops because being in prison really affirms that you love cops and love the yeah, law. Yeah, she she's like she's like, oh, the cop was a friend of mine, and she looked so cute in the uniform. Remember that I'm gay and love cops. Uh, and then, by the way, she says she says she's like, what's wrong with Jack? He shouldn't be driving with his arm and leg. Then in why a cast. did you get in the car? With Why'd him, you Nora? get in the fucking car then? <laughs> she says he, this guy looks like he's going to get pulled over, and I need to. Hopefully, run into my sexy cop. He's friend. like, "Hey, Nora, do you wanna do you wanna ride to work?" <laughs> he grabs the wheel, and you just hear, "Do you wanna ride to work?" And so, then, and yeah. then, yeah, for some fucking reason, uh huh, that <laughs> we get for the second episode in a row an extended comedy bit. About the phrase, Jesus is my co-pilot. Well, this is material that is too funny to pass up. It's this like, is... it's like they did last week's episode and then Paul was like, God damn it, I, I, I was gonna do a Jesus is my co-pilot joke. Better. Let me try, let me try. Let I me had try. a different Nor- angle on the, on the comedy, so <laughs> you know what? Like, Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Nora says, he's driving around, Leo says, is Jack alright? And he says, he's driving around half asleep with, with Jesus as his co-pilot. They didn't even have cars around back they then. They didn't even have Back in biblical times, they got no beep beep automobiles. They got no big Hong Kong trucks. He was, he wasn't a driver, let alone a co-pilot. They didn't have any takeoff planes. I'm sorry. What is this? The Flintstones? <laughs> is he powering a car with his feet? Listen to this. I could do this for an hour. Man, I hope next week we get a third <laughs> Jesus is my co-pilot bit. How can you grab the wheel when your hands are nailed to the cross? They're strong, bad. And then <laughs> Nora says, I didn't understand that. I, I mean, I have a, a guess, but she's like, okay, so what happened was uh, the cops gave Jack a ride home and apparently either towed or got another no, she cop said his car drive. is completely fine because he's got a big ass fuck off truck. Yeah. So she, she just adds, she's like, she's just like, by the way, have you seen Jack's truck? Big truck. Great condition, not a Me scratch love on it. Big, love big, that truck. Big truck. Big, big loader. Am I just meant to believe that she loves his truck because she's a lesbian? I think she loves his truck because it's a good old American big, or big you, boy Or you did mobile. say something that I hadn't thought about, which was, what if that was just like... Uh, if, if anyone questions, if we, ha- if we have to see Jack's truck again and it's in perfect shape, she's just like, and by the way, the truck's fine and nobody was hurt. No, she said that. She said the reason that, that she was like, can you believe it? His car was completely fine. Cause it was big and big and American made in America. Oh, was that a because I thought she was just adding, by the way, cool truck. No, she's saying, by the way, don't expect to see any damage on his <laughs> big truck because his big truck is impervious to damage. It's death proof. <laughs> great, great truck. No one's hurt. My phone did explode in a million pieces did explode which is why it wasn't at work on time let's just not talk about it anymore yeah and so then by george the way goes to uh, kathleen's house he's in his metrosexual suit and she says a... george you she says george you look so great that i i want to drag you upstairs and have my way with you she says she says i want to tie it in a knot and tie it in a bow <laughs> Um, <laughs> she says she's so proud. She's like, I'm George. I'm so proud of you for getting out there. And well, you know, stay tuned for the final, ep- <laughs> the end of the episode to find out. He says, I'm not going to, he's like, I'm not going to wait around for Anne. I'm a man. Damn it. I'm a quote unquote metrosexual man of action. And I love this part because Kathleen, you can see like the line pass over her head. And she says, that's what I like about you. You're a man. <laughs> you're an, uh, there's nothing else that you just said in the last sentence. This you is by the way, a- 
a man to of my action. memory the second time that a character has used the phrase i'm a man damn it in this house in this kitchen oh yeah tom said it the other week tom did say it that's why he and george are such good friends it's because they're both men damn it so tom is going to take the bus to uh, the only bar and grill and then go to george's house with him yeah and, so um... ricky meets jack at the coffee shop where they go <laughs> Oh my god, he's like, Jack says, like, I was just in a car accident. Oh, Ricky somehow knows that, by the way. Which, by the way, uh, no, he doesn't. I thought he did. Oh, whatever. No, 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 Ricky Jack sits down, with, Ricky Jack sits down with Jack, and Jack is like, I'm okay, don't worry. And Ricky's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, and then he says he ran into a cop car that was totally camouflaged in the middle of the road. I'm fine. Yeah, the, she turned on the cloaking device right in the middle of the road. It was, no, who could have seen it? Amazing. Uh, Man, fuck cops that they invented those Also, I was entirely devices. awake. By the way, um... Uh, oh, we haven't. I, I guess we didn't really a- address the fact that what we what we are learning is that Jack secretly uh, has been having trouble sleeping because of the trauma. Yeah, he's fine. Don't so worry about it. I, th- I think she, I think Grace had a line about that, but I didn't write it down. Anyway, um, the I have I have a note about the fact that we're having this scene here because uh-huh. we we talked last episode about the fact that this is like the only scene, the only place for them to be on campus. Yes. But it's even funnier this time, because last week, Ricky had said, like, oh, I'm not coming around here anymore. The caffeine's not good for me, or whatever. But then he showed up again, because it's the only place. But now, we learn that Ricky is, like, having this anxiety specifically about, like, his dream that he had about Clementine. But he still comes to the coffee shop, because it's just the only place to go. Logistical, there's, we can't build word sets for this show. It's going off the air in, like, eight episodes. Look, it's fine. <laughs> Ricky just, like, meets Jack on the football field. <laughs> he meets Jack on a green screen. <laughs> He's just, yeah, they just go hang out at the green screen. It's Not like, even... hey, here we are in the AV club. Room. Here we are in the underwater s- zone. Wow. Is this underwater? We're in outer space. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, Jack uh, says... Uh, this oh, is my Ricky's... favorite mm-hmm. thing in the episode. Yeah. Jack, uh, Rick, cause Ricky and Jack are just catching up because they're best friends. And he's got his back, Ricky, buddy. Ricky tells Jack, uh, I, I think they had, so, I don't remember exactly how they set this up. R- Jack said, Jack like asked Ricky if he was married and Ricky said, no, was it that obvious or something like that? And Jack says, Jack says, oh yeah, I figured everyone's pretty much been going back and forth on it, but it reached who cares status weeks ago. That's really strange to me. Because there was a significant time skip, months of yeah, there was there was a significant time skip. I'm just I'm just thinking about the fact that this is like one of the main plot points of the final season of and the, the show. writers themselves are admitting that no one gives a shit. And about yeah, it. one of the characters in the show described this conflict as having reached who cares status. That's fine. It's good. Uh, Jack then asks if he can sleep on the couch with Ricky and take care of John and sign his cast. Have John sign and his Ricky cast. And Ricky says, no, I would never let you in my apartment and I never have, remember? <laughs> Why uh, would I then... do that? Why would I ever let you into my bed, let alone my couch? Yeah, and then uh, Adrian arrives and she says, hey, Jack, how are things going? And, and he fine. says, hey, Grace hey, is Adrian, fine. It's things good. are great. Uh, if you or Omar needs me to come over for any reason and sleep there at night, I can do that. And then he leaves. Uh, and then Adrian sits down with Ricky and, oh my god. What is Adrian on this show for? I don't know what Adrian is now. <laughs> remember when Adrian was like three different characters and now she's Adrian, no different? Remember when Adrian was our favorite character? 
Adrian, well, she was our favorite character with a big asterisk, which was, like, sometimes when they let her be a character that wasn't just, like, I like sex. <laughs> but yeah. now she's nobody. Now she's, she's uh, now she's she supposed Homer's to be, like, an audience surrogate. No <laughs> she's just like, I love the plot of this show. <laughs> she's just talking about, man, Ricky, if I were to give this a review of what has happening in your life, I would give it a 10 out of 10 and renew it for a well, sixth Ricky, season. I hope that this show gets another season. What does that mean, Adrian? What show? She so she sits down with Ricky after Jack leaves, and she's just By like. By the way, I love Omar. Our love is she, real, and like your is like, love. Hey, Ricky, I know your marriage is fake. Remember that I know that. And by the way, I'm not interested in you anymore. I love Omar, and it's real this time. And when I when I was with Ben, it wasn't real, but now it's real. And Amy's going to school in New York, and it's bad. So for is you. Ben, and it's good. And then Ricky's like, it's an honor to get, it's an honor to get into Hudson. And we'll work it out. And also, and she says, you don't sound, you sound like you don't love Amy. That's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's juicy drama. What if season six coming soon? Yeah. And then she's like, she's like, you sound like you don't really love Amy, but I love Omar. And Omar would never take off to New York for, this is a direct quote. I love Omar this. would never take off to New York for school or anything else. Or anything because else. I'm going to school here and he loves me. He loves, loves me. me. And then and I love like, this. This I'm is my sorry. cool teen moment. What this is Adrian's is, character? <laughs> well, uh, that's fine. This is my cool teen moment is uh, this customer service uh, slam dunk where if I was a waitress at a, a college counter service coffee shop that doesn't need waitresses. Yeah. How would you approach a customer? Well, first of all, they would come up to the register and say, I'd like a coffee. But that's not how they do things at the university five miles away. I would say, I'm sorry. I'm new. Can I get you anything? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm new here. Can <laughs> Oh, I get I you anything. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. She literally just walks up to them, apologizes, asks if she can get them anything, and then she hands goes, Ricky. "Oh, are you Ricky? This is for you." And she hands him an envelope and leaves. She hands him like a a parchment paper scroll that's been also, like calligraphized. This is my opinion. The <laughs> the this waitress who's new and sorry, the sorry new waitress. <laughs> She kind of looked like Clementine in a wig. <laughs> Even if she wasn't, she sure is now. She just looked like pale. She looked like ginger Clementine. No, this is this is canon now. This is Clementine, and she's in disguise, and she's trying to get Ricky a letter. And this is what Hello, this I is what allows Clementine. this is what allows because he's like, well, ever since Clementine quit her job at the coffee shop, I feel comfortable coming around here now. And then Clementine, oh, in a you wig must is like, be Ricky. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so, new I'm here. Very new here. Hello, Governor. I'm new here. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm Blementine, aren't I? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm tangerine. I'm another citrus fruit. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I like about Clementine. Is she's a real cutie? Get it? Uh, she's a master of disguise. Like she's that an movie. So Ricky gets up and leaves. <laughs> And then Adrian looks at the camera and says, Wow, what a great storyline. Stay tuned for more of Secret Life of the American Teenager. She says, Next episode, Ricky and Clementine will be in bed again, but this time it won't be a dream. Stay tuned for another coincidence. She literally just says out loud, she just goes, Ooh, this is getting good. <laughs> she does! And I'm like, No, it's Juicy. not, Adrian. So Ethan wow, what to- a good show I'm on. 
Ethan walks up to Kathy and gives her a kiss, and he was in the, cl- the counselor's office because he was cheating on his math test, and he admits that he was doing it because he has no other way to pass math class. And then yeah, she I'm, offered, I'm Ethan, and I cheated on my math test. I knew test. you were going to say that. So she <laughs> says, oh, I'll help you. And then he says, no, it's not because you're a girl. It's just because you're my girlfriend. And I wrote the word, Ethan is emasculated by the idea of Kathy doing math homework for him. Oh, you were that, quoting Ricky later. Imagining that no one in this show would ever fucking use the word emasculated. But boy, was I wrong. Ethan loves to get his nuts cut off. He gets... <laughs> my God, it's a character trait. No, but yeah. this time he doesn't want to get his nuts cut off. This is because if Ethan had Kathy help him do homework, that would emasculate him in a way that doesn't involve getting his nuts cut off, which mm-hmm. is his true dream. So that's why he's like, I need to save this for when the vampire uh, gelds me. I have a take. What's your take? I hate this actor. You don't like Ethan. It's not the it's not the dialogue. I hate the acting. I mean, it is the dialogue, but I just I can't fucking his delivery of these lines. He like because uh, uh, Kathy says that Braddy and Caddy told her that who Ethan by the was way are her friends office. again. They're her yeah, friends apparently. again, by the way. So Ethan says he says I thought you weren't friends with them anymore. I hate them. I was accused of cheating on a math test. It's like no, he's yeah he's. Is, did great. you want to fucking take that one again, Michael? Look, Brenda liked this actor. He's such a talented actor that she made him into a main character for season five. And God, got Ethan it all, is... All, made all his dreams come true and forgot that he did sex I, crimes. I despise this character. He's Why one of the worst on the show. Exist? He's one uh, of the worst. So he says he'd rather fail all of his math classes forever than take help from Kathy and she says, uh, well, you'll need to, you'll need math if you're going to college. And he says, I'm not. And she says, frankly, it's kind of horrifying that I stayed here to be with you and you won't even try to be good at math, which mm. is it really a surprise, though, Kathy, that you'd expect. I, mean, I, I, I don't know about I don't know about the logic there, but OK, uh, Kathy walks away and Ethan, Ethan looks across to- the hall and says, ah, Amy is here in the hallway. And he walks over to Amy. I wouldn't be says, emasculated if you helped me learn math. Amy. He says, Amy. I, I need help with math. And then, sorry, that was that was supposed to be him changing to Ben voice, but I don't know what I did. He says, If I can't calculate the trajectories, how am I supposed to get off this island? <laughs> Stupid. Uh, he, he's like, Amy, I could use some help with math. And then Amy says, I'm stupid and Ricky is smart. You should go talk to Ricky. <laughs> she says, she fucking says that. She just fucking says that he's a genius and that he's perfect. And then Ethan says, I'm surprised you haven't married him yet. And then Miss O'Malley. Dude, comes- I fu- fucking Paul Perlove is the guy that I saw with the geek shall inherit the earth license plate frame. <laughs> well, if Ricky's a math genius, then why haven't you married him? Uh, But also he's the valedictorian and he's the most perfect boy. I think it's just that this show has a bit of a boner for Ricky. <laughs> yeah. So Miss uh, O'Malley says, I need an answer right now. Are you going to tour uh, Hudson University? And Amy says that I'm not comfortable sharing that information out in public. And she says, that's strange. It's a really prestigious school. Why would you be uncomfortable talking about the fact that you got into it? This and is th- such a weird moment, okay? Because Ethan is like, oh, come on. Yeah, you should you should do it. And then she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. You and failed my Ethan test. Goes, Ethan failed immediately, it. immediately go- – Dude, what kind of wife are you? Oh my god. Oh my god. You know what it was. Here's uh-huh. what happens, okay? Uh, I'll be Ethan, you be O'Malley and Amy, okay? Okay. She's like, I need an answer by the end of the day. Are you going to tour Hudson University? And then Amy's yeah. just like... Yeah, come on, Amy. You should go to Hudson. 
She's like, ah, well, I'm not really comfortable sharing that information. We'll, no, we'll talk. no, come on, Amy, you should do it. You should go to Hudson. Oh, okay, sure, sure, I'll go. And then, yeah. Why I'll would go. you do that, Amy? I thought you were <laughs> supposed to be Ricky's wife. <laughs> what kind of wife are you? Are his exact words. And then she, she says, mm-hmm. she said, yeah, because he says immediately. He told her to do it, and then immediately changes his mind, and he's like, Amy, you can't go to Hudson. Ricky's life is here with his butcher shop job and the school that he went to just so that he could live close to you. So Ricky the valedictorian who is apparently better at math in school than you are. There's no way he could get accepted and transfer to Hudson University. I will never get over the fact that, yeah, it is fully canon that Ricky is specifically (laughs) working at the butcher shop and going to uh, uh, university of 10 minutes away so that he can live with amy but if if she wanted to move to new york he he would just be like no i can't can i pretend to be adrian for a second yeah have you considered the fact that maybe ricky knows that he could go to hudson but he he doesn't want to because he doesn't love amy whoa damn so tune in to find out so amy says uh i can go to school in new york if i want and still be married to ricky and then ethan lies and says now amy i'm no good at math but I'm very good with people, and no, you can't. I'm very good with people. By the way, the best way to get, uh, the best way to convince Ricky that, uh, you should go to New York is to cut his nuts off. Yeah. I'm very good with people. Uh, hey, Miss O'Malley, I'm sorry I cheated on the test. Do you want the left or the right nut? <laughs> Who's to say that she doesn't already have it? I'll, I'll give, I'll give my left nut for, for freshman algebra and my right nut. <laughs> For, he needs for more sophomore, nuts. He sophomore needs more geometry. nuts so he can get through every year of math. Yeah, he needs he needs a three T scrot. So, uh, man. So then, oh, man. Uh, what? What happens next in this episode? Ricky calls Amy on the phone and says, "Adrian, Adrian told, told me you're going to New York. Don't guilt yourself to turn down the offer. Take it I'm up sensitive, sensitive now, and now. I'm good. You it's like good. It, Amy. I'm a perfect. And look, if I if I'm nice to you, everyone will like me again because I've gotten write-ins from the reviewers that say that I'm being mean and they don't like that. And, and she says, "What's with the change of attitude, Ricky?" And he says, "Well, I got to campus today." And I was just thinking about how much I, I love looking, my school. I love it so beautiful. It's five miles away. And no, you woman, will never see any part of it except the bookstore and the green screen football still. field. It's got a beautiful green screen, and it can take you <laughs> anywhere in the world. And also, and, and he there's said, a he coffee says, shop. I want the waitresses have... are so nice that they come right up to you and serve you coffee. <laughs> you can feed him. They have they one right waitress, you, and her hair them. is always changing inexplicably. I don't know what's up with that. He says, uh, I want you to have that feeling about wherever you go to school, so I'm going to quit being a jerk and support you. And I For this episode, for the rest we'll of the episode. We'll fucking see about that, bitch. For the rest also, of the episode. <laughs> He's back at the apartment, and I couldn't tell. School's over. I couldn't. I I truly could not tell if this was meant to be like he got the letter from Clementine and was like, "I can't be in school no, today," man, or just, if he was just like, else "I'm done." <laughs> it's, what if Ricky was taking one class and that's why he needed to do two all-nighters in a row and fall asleep at the library or whatever? Yeah, sure, probably. So Amy says, "Thank you, Ricky. I don't deserve you." And I said, "Yes." And then Ricky said, "Uh." And then Ben walks over hey, and says, Amy, remember hey, last Jergens. week when I told you, remember when I had the revelation that I don't love you anymore and that our relationship was a mistake? What if I was just, what if I had Adrian disease? I'm back, baby. What if I only lived to cause juicy drama? Literally, I was, that was where, that was where I was at with Ben and Adrian this episode is I'm like, 
I don't I don't think that Ben is interested in Amy anymore. I don't think that Adrian is inter- interested in Ricky anymore. They're just shit-stirrers for no Dude, it's, reason. It's because it's too close to the finale for him to develop his relationship with Dylan further. Like, yeah, he's... she doesn't exist anymore. I feel so bad for Ken Bauman, dude. Like, Ben is barely on the show anymore. But also, like, Ben was... Whenever Ben was on the show, he was always the worst. And now he's the worst, he but was, he's not... He was, but, a... like, that's the... Th- that's what I don't get is, like, what was the point of Ben having this, like, huge character development moment of being like, oh my god. My relationship with Amy was with terrible. Amy for all, the, all these horrible reasons. I... I can't believe what I what I what I deceived myself into believing about my relationship with her. Oh my god, I've been so stupid. Well, guess I'm gonna stir some shit up. I don't know what now. I don't know what to do with my character. So I guess I'll just walk up to Amy and go. <laughs> like, why is he even? I, I so Ben so says. Ben, ben says uh, this character. Yeah. Ben says, like, oh, what what, what could possibly be a bigger problem than telling everyone that you're married when you aren't, haha, just for laughs? And then Amy says it's not a problem, because she's gonna, she's, because Ricky totally supports her and is going to let her go to college, and then, oh man, Ben is just, Ben is just He's like, wow, Amy, you must be having a terrible day, bitch. (laughs) And she's, she's like, no, uh, Ricky told me that he supports me going to New York, and he's like, eh, well, you should be suspicious of that if he said that. And then he's By like, the way, I'm going, I'm going to-, to New York and Chicago and Miami, then London, Paris, and Rome. Want to come with me? We can go find the oldest college in the world in Bologna and learn some special new skills. Yeah, and and she's like, what happened? To- Dude, man, Ben is acting like a character in a Raimi fanfic. <laughs> Amy, I love just, to see you put on your He just shows up and talk. walks up to Amy and he goes, Hey, Amy, I'm gross and creepy. And Amy goes, Fuck you. And he I goes, love my husband. <laughs> I'm melting. Not to spoil the season six fanfics we'll be reading. So, uh, so she asks what happened to Dylan and then Ben says, and he says f- who? She says, he says, We're just friends. Don't worry. You'll never see her again. Just like you and Ricky will only be friends someday soon. <laughs> And then he steps on a rake, and that's the end of the scene. Uh, so Adrian, Adrian uh, walks home, uh, and she says to herself, ah, "Like I, I said, my- there's no <laughs> way Omar will go to New York." It's always sunny. Music starts playing, and he says, "Guess who's going to New York?" Da-da-da-da-da. And he's he's packing a bag, and he says, "Hey, I'm going to New York." And she says, "No, no." And that's the end he of that says, scene. The CEO of whatever company I work for, whatever it is, I don't know, wants She's to meet with me in New York 70. tomorrow for lunch, and she gave me one day's notice. Adrian looks at the camera and says, "Hey, you know what would be juicy drama? What if I was jealous?" And then yeah, she says, so, "Well, yeah, because it's the way that this starts is she's like." Oh, you, uh, well, she's like, I can't go to New York. I have school tomorrow. And he's like, oh, well, uh, I'm, all that I'm doing is I'm taking the red eye flight tonight. I'm going to have lunch with the CEO tomorrow. And then I'm just flying right back. So there's no reason for you to go anyway. It's not like I'm going to be like hanging out in New York. And then Adrian's like, are you telling me I'm not invited? And he's like, no, it's a business lunch. You're not, no, my, you're not my CEO did not invite, invite you to. <laughs> You're not coming what fu- to the By the way, what kind of fucking dickhead is like, hey, guy in California, want to meet for lunch across the fucking country tomorrow? Uh, yeah, that's what fucking rich CEOs do when they have their own private jets what and shit. What a fucking just, asshole. I know. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. So, uh, Omar well, to her, is like. that's just normal if you're a rich CEO. 
Yeah, so Omar's like, you're cute when you pout. I'm being a weirdo for this scene. And then Adrian's like, don't call me cute. I'm a grown woman. And then she's like, by the way, is this CEO a woman? And then Omar says, wow, I hit the jackpot. Cute and jealous. I love, and I, I, this is the best kind of person you can be dating is a person who's jealous. I, I hate both of them right now. Like, and then, but then he says, obviously Omar is in the right here. He's just being so fucking obnoxious. But he's, he says that she's like 79 and very erotic. Yeah, but. <laughs> Well, he doesn't say that. He's like, yeah, the CEO is a woman, but she's 73. And Adrian says, yeah, she's 73 and she wants to fuck you. And then I couldn't tell if Adrian was crying or pretending to cry. No, she's pretending cry. to cry. She literally she, is like, she's literally yeah, she's, pretending. She's like, she's like, oh, can't you move the meeting to next week? I really want to go to New York. And he's like, no, Adrian, I can't do that. The CEO set this meeting for tomorrow and then she's like you suck and he's like haha yeah i do what goodbye see you later and then he says adrian you're my fiance and it's you should be supportive of me and she says no and then he says okay and that's the end of that scene yeah um so uh, so amy and ricky are talking about uh going to meet george for dinner she doesn't want to and ricky can't get a hold of him and amy says she doesn't want to meet kathleen to to, to explain what happened because this was very confusing i had okay. to like rewatch this Apparently to understand george... what they were talking about so what we're meant to get from this conversation uh is that george had previously asked amy to meet him at jeff's for his funny secret but she then said that she would go to hudson and the reason that the deadline was tonight is because she has to leave tonight to go to New York. Yeah. So she canceled her plans to meet her dad at Jeff's. That's fine. And then bought a first class. We learn this later, but she bought a first class ticket for the night of the flight. That's fine. That's normal. To New York Good. from California. Well, she has Mimsy money. That's literally, like, I can't even imagine how much that would have cost. Uh, no, well, you know what? I'm not going to imagine. Was... I'm going I'm going to fucking look it up right now. Two, okay, two-night New York, to, or LA to New York first yes. class. Yes, here we go. LAX. Okay. If I were to buy a first class ticket from LAX to JFK, leaving tonight... It would cost between twelve hundred and three thousand dollars. Is that one way or is that round trip? That that is one way. <laughs> That's a good way to spend your money, Amy. Yeah, it, tur- Amy it spent- turns out money's not actually pretty. It's it's actually not tight for them. It turns. Remember out. when Ricky uh, got angry at Amy because she spent twenty five dollars on a wedding dress and now she's like that was fine. It turns like, out money's no actually issue. not tight. Money is, I mean, why would it be? What does he anyway, mean? Anyway, okay, so, so Amy, uh, tells Ricky, she's like, you know, I love New York, but I don't know if I could make it work, uh, living in New York for school and being married to you. Uh, and Ricky's like, well, tell you what, um, I could keep John here and then you could fly home every, every other, other weekend. Week. That's fine. That would be financed by Leo. He's rich. They're all rich. Ricky is going to take over Boykovich Industries at once he graduates, canonically. Mimsy sends her a funny envelope every other weekend. <laughs> She's just like, hey, it's me. What was that? What was that other sister's name? I can't remember her. her, was her what was that other girl's name that used to live with Amy? I can't remember her name. What? Anne? There was oh. a, this other... Who was that? 
Moose? Oh, you were doing hey, it's me, Moose. Can you give me a $10,000 again? <laughs> yes, of course. I hate my daughter. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, <laughs> hey, Mimsy, can you give me $10,000? It's to uh, buy a funny boxing glove on a stick on a spring <laughs> to hit my mom with. And she's like, oh, that'll be great for Twitter. <laughs> Do it for the vine, Amy. Do Here's it for the money. vine, Amy. It's be it'll be so funny if you made a TikTok where you spit on your mom. TikTok didn't exist yet. So uh, Amy says, uh, "Well, every other week, uh, every other weekend might be hard, but we could probably take turns. I could see you, and then you could see me. We could take turns every month." And then Ricky says, "Wow, we're a modern couple." And then he says that uh, Ethan needs help with math, but he would rather get his balls cut off than ask for help from Kathy. <laughs> Uh, he he literally says, uh, does this one is, yes, he says he finds it emasculating yeah. of having Kathy have to help him. Do you know what's I, really I really funny like about- this moment here mm-hmm. where Amy says, uh, she's like, oh, uh, Ricky, Madison and Lauren are coming over to take me to the airport. And Ricky says, yeah, you told me earlier. And I'm like, just don't write that line. Just, yeah. Why would you write it. the line of Ricky saying, huh, Amy, it's weird that you're telling me that right now. It sure is strange. Just don't write that lie. Why? What is wrong with the writers of this show? When Ricky says that, um, that they're a modern couple, that like gave me like brain blasts to like an article in the New Yorker that's like amazing. Read how this 19 year old couple can fly back and forth between New York and LA every week, and they have their apartments paid off already. And then it's just like (laughs) small retiring at 23. They're retiring at 23, and you can too if a billionaire likes you enough. Uh, so Amy thanks Ricky. She's like, thank you for letting me go. This is, this is another Aww. episode of Secret Life Aww. where we just get a, a fucking barrage of female characters talking about what their, their boyfriends will let them do. Uh, Ruben so that's too. cool. Uh, oh, and Ricky Remember says, Ruben? well, if you love someone, and then Amy says, you're funny, smart genius finish quote, do it. man. I'm so, st- say the funny words. And then Ricky finishes the quote. He says, Set them free. If they come back, they're yours. If they don't, they never were. From BrandyQuotes.org. His, uh, his brain is really firing on all cylinders this episode. <laughs> Ricky just, like, goes on, like, inspirationalquotes.net. <laughs> uh, Here's one from Mark Twain. It says... And then Ricky just adds, by the way, he's like, Of course, the guy who said that was divorced twice and married three times, and Amy doesn't react at all, and then we just cut to the next scene. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> TV! Hey, we're we're at, uh, we're at Jeff's the only bar and grill. Boy, are we! We sure are. So Leo and Ben are eating dinner, uh, and George is now here in his his super sexual suit, his horny ass suit. You can mm-hmm. see no pubes on this man. Yeah. Um, actually, interestingly, there's no pubes on his body, but there are a lot of pubes on his suit. Yeah, well, it's he made it out he, of pubes. he did. <laughs> so George has good news. Um, Ben also has no clue that, uh, what's going on, and he's flying out to Hudson tonight on a red tonight. eye. I why is everyone taking a red-eye flight to New York tonight? You know why everyone's taking a red-eye flight to New York? So they can sit next to each other. Oh my god. I, I, I have had one red-eye flight in my life. It was fucking miserable. We'll talk about this later. Can you please share with our listeners the wonderful news? Um, okay. So, Leo and George... Uh, make awkward face at Ben going to Hudson, and Ben goes, mm. they're not married because two people cannot go to the same university. Uh, and then George says, true. "George says, well, Ben, uh, do, do you want to take any food for the flight? Which you can't do. Not how that works. You can if you're rich, Sam. 
he's like, Ben, you might get hungry on the plane. Do you want to take any food? And Ben's like, what do you, what do you mean? What? And he says, well, I bought the restaurant. <laughs> and then they do a Birdemic scene where everyone claps for 10 minutes. And Yay! they clink glasses. Yay! George is the only bar and grill. Yeah! Woo! You know what's really funny about this purchase is that they only need to change uh, three... They only need to take two letters off the sign. Yes. And then add three more. Great point. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How fucking rich are we meant to believe George is? I was thinking the same thing, but then I remembered that his wife owns a very successful online furniture retail. Yeah, it's not retailer. his fucking money. Yeah, but he, it was his idea. And it's not, much it's like not his Omar, wife, it's his ex-wife. Well, much like Omar, she probably gave him a small check for a million dollars just to have his idea. Like, I know he literally that he says f- in this episode, in like five minutes, that he was tired of sitting around just letting Anne's money right, roll. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a moment, and, and I can get more mad about this. Okay, so, so Tom uh, is here. Tom is here. George's like, do you want a steak, Tom? And Tom says, do you work here? And George says, kinda. I'm the new owner. And then Tom says, uh, are you going to change the name? No, nothing will change. The set will not change. The story will not change. This (laughs) will never come up again. No. Are you going to get different uh, extras to sit at the booth? No. 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 Uh, The salad bar stays. The bocce pit stays. (laughs) He just got that put in. Uh, Did you know we who will, we're adding we a bowling alley? We will continue playing but... the, the soundtrack of the show over the loudspeakers. Um, but here's what here's the thing. Because uh-huh. George says he's not going to change a thing because the restaurant is doing great. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did he just, like, go to the restaurant and say, like, hey, can I talk to the owner? And they bring out the owner and he's like, Hi, I'm I'd Jeff. like to buy your restaurant. And Jeff okay. is just like, okay. Like, was he not like, why would I sell my restaurant? Like, business is booming. The restaurant is thriving. Like, what? F- how much money did George have to off- <laughs> offer this guy to just fucking buy his restaurant from him? Have you considered that there never was a Jeff? Well, there has to be because they talk about him in this episode. <laughs> Man, it really makes no sense. George, like, mentions that he talked to Jeff. Look, um, George, just between you and me, I love this place and it's, it's been in my family for many years, but, um, and, you know, Jeff before me and my grandpa Jeff and my great grandpa Jeff and, Do you uh, think, do you think he there's these, got like- there are these, there've been these horny old ladies who keep coming in and they will not stop being horny at me. Do you and think I just that he can't maybe got like anymore. a good deal on the restaurant because like Kathleen talked Jeff into it because it's her ex-husband? <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's like, I've been in whatever, what was it, Zimbabwe? Who knows? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's three countries that have been mentioned on this show. I think Zimbabwe is the one that he said he was going back to. Anyway, uh, this uh, this this restaurant's really going to give George a shot in the arm. So, yeah, um, so these two old ladies old... arrive, and George Ooh, does his cheesy thing. Because hey, George is famously charismatic, and God, people I'm love him. God, you guys are fucking choice. Oh, God damn, you're hot. I'm sorry, I was trying to get you a table, but I was distracted by how fucking juicy you both are. <laughs> this is what, I love that everyone's I'm like, man, George Ricky is so- I'm just doing voice, fuck! He's, everyone is always like, on the show, like, George is so charismatic, he's such a people pleaser, and this is what he does, he's like, damn, these ladies, you have a reservation under fucking smoking? God, my dick is so hard for you right now. And they're, and they're like, like, oh, what a funny young man! What a nice young man! And then Leo's and- like, Leo's like, 
Uh, George, you can't be getting so rowdy and rude in your restaurant. That'll uh, get you in big trouble. And he's like, don't worry, I do it all the time. Is this, a, a, free is this dinner? a table for two, or will your boyfriends be joining you to take you to Pound Town tonight? <laughs> or do you mind if I take you to Pound Town on my own? You want a table for two, or would you rather sit on my big dog? And then can I fuck them later? Oh, you're such a nice young man. Yeah, I don't I don't know why we get this scene of George schmoozing some old ladies, but great, cool. It's so we know how good he is at owning a restaurant, because this is yeah, what you want. George this tells is a good Leo that his dinner is free tonight, and Leo's like, oh, George, you can't give away free dinners like that. You're not going to make any money. And George says, oh, it's fine. Just next time you come in, bring Camille and Chloe. And then George... Who fucking cares about this shit? George... I can't wait for George to bankrupt the only restaurant in small town LA so everyone <laughs> fucking starves to death. George asks if Ben is still interested in Amy, and Leo says, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's still seeing, seeing Dylan, Dylan, which, which is, is funny because none of us are. <laughs> hey. Uh, and he's still friends with Adrian, so who's who knows? And then George says to Leo, he's like, Leo, give it to me straight. Do you think that I'm making a wise business decision buying this restaurant? And I'm like buying a fucking thriving restaurant the only restaurant in los angeles i would say so i would say on, that's a wise decision a yeah you're monopoly, doing fine a local regional monopoly on food <laughs> yeah uh so leo is like so george why why did you decide to do this and and george explains he says well since i'm not gonna have riboruto to take care of anymore i was i would just be sitting at home doing nothing and taking in the profits off my furniture business so I thought I'd I'd get out there and do something. And I'm like, what? You bought another business where you'll just be sitting at home doing nothing and taking in the profits. What are you fucking Dude, talking know, about? I know why George trimmed and plucked. He's going to be taking so many people to plow town in the kitchens that he doesn't want any stray hairs landing in the food. Oh, you think that he's going to make sweet metrosexual love to all of his all of his old lady customers? He's going to be tying the knot with his dog dick every night. And okay. On top of the salad. This is bar. the worst episode of the podcast. Sorry <laughs> about a, that. That's my that's bad. Uh, he he does explain for what it's worth. Uh, part of the reason he he wants to move away from the furniture business is uh, because uh, such a huge part of the business is dealing with Anne's business. So he he kind of wants to just let Donovan take over that and and move on to something else. Uh, which sure and then george looks over and sees tom chatting with some ladies and that's the end of the scene Remember when the show the is called the secret life of the american teenager instead of the business deals of the american dad it's so fucking uninteresting i don't understand why they did this who who could possibly give a fuck about george buying a business it's not about george buying a business it's about george buying the business <laughs> the only business it's the only business it's so, just, it's so, it's so, I just don't know why I'm expected to like this. So Amy sits down in first class on her first class flight that she's, you know, her pocket is much lighter now, but uh, guess who's sitting next to her? It's Omar on first it's class. Omar, what a, what a fucking dink, coincidence. As Betty would say. Did you um, like that they're, <laughs> did you like that they're both like dressed up? It's like... This show is made by boomers, and one thing that, that our mommy uh, has told me before is that back in the day, when you went on an airplane, it was such an event that you used to, like, dress up nice to go on the plane. Right. They're taking a, an overnight flight from Los Angeles a to A red-eye 
overnight flight. It's like two in the morning. They're fucking exhausted, but Omar's wearing Omar's his, wearing I guess a Omar suit. is going there for lunch with a CEO, and he's not bringing a change of clothes because I would imagine he will be going to a hotel and like showering and maybe taking. I don't a nap. know, man. I don't he's think he needs on to the be plane in a and getting suit. off the plane. And then going back immediately. Oh, you Either think he's way. going to he's going to eat lunch with his with the CEO like at the fucking airport Chick Fil A? That's a great idea. <laughs> he doesn't have even have to go through security. <laughs> the CEO's like, all right, uh, Qdoba, good with you. Do you want? Uh, maybe we can get Pinkberry for dessert. God, a so red eye Omar, and a Pinkberry. Omar. Omar sits down to Amy and talks about his life and talks about how he wants to put school on DVD. And, uh, and Amy's I do very want to impressed. mention, by the way, Omar uh-huh. is in a suit, but Amy is cosplaying Wednesday Adams. She kind of is. She's kind of cosplaying what Ashley used to wear. She's a little season. goth. Well, she's like a mix of, like, Hillary Clinton Ashley and also goth Ashley. <laughs> Which is, I guess, Wednesday Adams, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, Another reference that the boomers love. Yeah, so, so Amy and Omar talk about what they're terrible, going to New York idea. for. It really uh, is, is funny where... to me that canonically Omar is the idea guy and he's just like, I had this idea. And then they gave me a million dollars for it. Yep. And that was basically the extent of my involvement. He invented Trump University and, and he's, <laughs> he made a million dollars. He said, he said, how can I teach a generation of young people, um, conservative ideas in five minute YouTube videos? I do have a, a, th- a thought about this. Uh huh. Uh, cause Amy and Omar are just kind of, kind of chatting and and having a conversation about about new york and he was like oh i i kind of decided to she says her favorite restaurant is sharippa's which is really funny oh did she say that yes oh i missed that that's that's funny but yeah like they're they're just they're just talking about new york and how much they love new york and their their favorite like neighborhood and their favorite restaurants and I do think it's funny that Omar is the only person on the show that Amy has, like, a good friendship with. That's really weird, isn't it? She's not friends with Madison and Lauren, but she loves Omar. I am gonna- I I am, for whatever reason, gonna give my cool teen moment to just them talking. I- didn't you already give your cool teen moment to, uh, something earlier in the episode? No, I gave a disgraceful teen crime to- Oh, uh, yes. To, to Grace encouraging- uh jack to go to dr fields i'm gonna give uh, my cool teen moment to, to that excellent mysterious new waitress who looked a lot like clementine <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i feel like i had a point but i don't fucking remember what it was oh my god it's just that amy's only allowed to talk to omar because uh omar is engaged and not a threat to her relationship with ricky man uh, i'm gonna lose my fucking mind what the hell was i gonna say uh well whatever we can we can talk now about the fact that uh ben, ben is, is sitting directly behind them See, I was, when I saw that at first, I was like, man, that's a whole plane and they're all sitting in adjacent seats. And then I remembered that they're all in first class because everyone on this show has a fuck ton of money. Yay. <laughs> I love, this is a very relatable TV show. <laughs> uh, and Ben so, texts Adrian immediately before they have to turn their phones off. Yeah, he texts Adrian and says that Omar and Amy are sitting next to each other because he's just a shit stirrer and that's the only thing he does now. Yeah, and then they just talk about more shit about their relationship and about bringing John and all this stuff that Omar's like, oh, you you really think you, you're going to bring John and stay with Ricky? And she says, yeah, you know, you know, I think it's best if we get married first, then decide what happens after. And he says, oh, well. oh I remembered mm-hmm. what I was mad about. Okay. Is that I was like on the edge of my seat because I thought that what was going to happen was that Omar, because Omar was telling Amy about his business idea, uh, and- and it's an education thing. 
and Amy wants to work in education. Oh shit, you're right. Amy could become and a I business was like, partner. Oh shit, is like Amy gonna get in on the ground floor? Like, is she gonna be like, like, is she gonna work with Omar on Omar, this thing? I'm going to invest. Let's see what I have in my piggy bank. Ah, let's let's say fifty thousand dollars. I wasn't saying she was gonna thing. invest. I was gonna. I was saying that she wanted to just like be a part of it in some way like uh, maybe... well it's too late because it's already out of his hands he's already he's already sold the idea to another company who's making That's true. it for him so uh i mean i i will say it wouldn't make any sense if omar was like we're gonna get the best educators uh and amy will also be one of them because <laughs> she isn't a teacher yet but she does want to be one anyway uh so uh they're talking oh, about so, new so york he, and how much oh they yeah like so omar's it. talking about like oh you know there's a lot of single mothers who go to school and take care of their kids and then he and then he says do you really want to get married and then ben says he he ascends from the chair in a scene much like amy ascending from behind the couch and the dream sequence and he says she dies and then amy and omar both get really freaked out and amy like, literally what the fuck? yes they amy screams and then uh they ask him uh like has he been texting Adrian the whole time? And he's like, oh, well, here's me. This is my character. Now I'm the shit stir. And the last time I texted Adrian was, oh, look at that. It was right before you have to turn your phones off. <laughs> so then Ricky and Ethan are. Uh, Ricky so Ricky's are trying to tutor studying. Ethan and Ethan yeah. hates it. They're asking when Margaret will get home, and apparently she has some kind of emergency. And then Ricky is like, what is X equal? And then Ethan says, X equals Kathy, because Kathy is the answer to everything, which I thought was interesting, because I thought he was going to be like, X equals Kathy, if I don't do better in math, she'll break up yeah, with that's, me. Yeah, that was such a weird moment, because I was like, did they realize what they were... But X like, means... They were, they were, like, almost writing a joke, but they forgot to. <laughs> they were like, uh, we wanted is... to write a joke, and then we just ended up making a scene where one character says something really fucking creepy. This is a weird moment, okay, because uh, we have previously established that Ethan has absolutely no interest in having sex with Kathy. Yeah, he he's the opposite. He's like so false hell it hurts. His like like the idea that she would learn sex techniques from Chloe was like oh, the scariest thing in the so world. Much, to him. Dude. Yeah, I know. So Ricky awful. yeah, Ricky's like is like if you're having don't have sex, sex is a mistake. Well, to, it, it, doesn't just, it doesn't just it doesn't come out of nowhere like, quite that much because oh, well, he's like condoms exist. And he's, then he's like, like don't even worry about it. And then he says, my whole goal. This is Ethan who says this. My whole goal in high school is to use a condom. God, I hope I get to use a condom. God, I'm, I'm I want to be as good at condoms as David Johnson, <laughs> my idol. My <laughs> I have two idols: David Johnson and divorce attorney. <laughs> David Johnson, divorce attorney. And uh, Theon Greyjoy, do you get it? Very nice, very cool. Uh, Maybe okay, that's so... why Ethan wants to get his 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 dicky cut off so he can get powerful when he gets kicked in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Ethan is like, "Oh, Margaret's downstairs to pick me up," and Ricky says, "Don't do anything stupid." And then Ethan says, "You're the one who's being stupid by letting Amy go to New York." That was correct, but except when he said Amy, he should have said it in Ben voice, just because I think that's... <laughs> By letting Amy go to New York. Uh, <laughs> By New York. Ethan leaves, uh -huh. and Ricky calls Adrian. Hey, did Ben text you, and then... Oh. She says, oh. yeah, he did text me, and he's like, yeah, he texted me too, and I was surprised you didn't call me. And she says, well, Adri uh, 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 well, Omar is trustworthy, and so is Amy, despite the fact that when Ben sent me that text, I made shocked and upset face. Uh, and then she says, why? Are you worried? And then Ricky hangs up without saying anything, because it's this show. He loves doing that. 
and then Ricky then he opens pulls out Clementine's, Clementine's letter, which he I think breaks we're meant to the wax he's already seal. read. Maybe, but it says like, "Ricky, I heard you and Amy aren't really married. Maybe you'll still get married, but there's something I want to say to you. I've always l- wanted to be with you, and I've always loved you. And running into you after all these years has told me that we're destined to be together. I can't stand being near you every day and not having you." And I wonder if you're just obligated to be with Amy and John. And then this is my favorite thing because this is like this is like Clementine trying to do the purest form of infidelity, where she's like, "I don't want to cheat is, on you." For what it's but, worth, it is in character for her because because yeah, she, she loves she ships Raimi so hard, but well, she's also no because was, like we learned that like a huge defining experience of her life was uh i think it was her dad cheating, oh, cheating on her on, mom that's and, right like tore their family but apart. she's like she's like try your absolute best to be good married husband perfect boy to amy and john right. she's but like if it i doesn't don't work want out, to potentially ruin john's life like my dad's mistress ruined my life or whatever so she's like you and i can never have a relationship together until and unless you do everything that you can to to make it work with amy and only if that happens and it still doesn't work out, then we could try it with us. But yeah, and then Ricky folds the letter up and makes man pain face I just, like five Clementine times. Clementine is very creepy to me. Clementine, Clementine is, is? is yeah. We've discussed how she's basically just like Ben too, but now yeah. she's like writing handwritten letters and giving them to Ricky in disguise. Oh, we didn't mention by the way when when the when okay 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 hold on let me drop the act for a second. Whether or not Clementine was in disguise, which she was, but if, if we were to approach this from the idea that the, in the TV show it wasn't Clementine and it was a new coworker, Clementine, the very normal person who's not Ben at all, gave her new coworker a secret confession letter to which, give to a guy which, just by in the case way, he comes in. On the envelope, it said something along the lines of like, personal property, do not, do not open. open. <laughs> yes. She's now, like, Tangerine, I want you to get this to Ricky. But do not fucking read it or I'll it. kill you. Yeah. She's like, who's Ricky? I don't and he's like, okay, he comes around every day and he makes man You're pain see face. see a guy making sensitive face. If he's talking to either a girl who's stirring some mud or a guy with a cast on who makes cuck face all the time, that's Ricky. Okay, good. Okay, so here we are. We're at the guest house. Um, Jack is asleep with the lights on. There's something on the table that I thought was a phone at first. Yeah, this is the thing that's so fucking wild to me, because Jack's asleep on the funny bunk bed, and there's something on the table that I didn't even, like, look at it at first, because it just looked like his keys or something. But then they do a close-up on it, and I'm like, now I really can't tell what yeah, that now is. Yeah, I can't, I especially can't tell what it is. It's confusing because, me even more. So I had to, I had to skip back to realize that, oh... No, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Let's let it be a surprise, if they okay. haven't figured it out already. Okay. Uh, but so, I'll just say, I'll just say, this is a thing that has, I would say there is one angle at which you cannot tell what this is, and that was the angle that they decided to use for yeah. the close-up. They're t- otherwise in, on, from the inside out. <laughs> they're like they're like yeah we're, they're, it was like one of those like puzzles where you try to get an object lined up in a certain way that it like makes a shape or this whatever this is an object like that is incredibly easy to parse visually from in profile <laughs> let's not and show they it decided to you. they decided to go with the head-on camera angle so which was a george very is like interesting choice george is like talking to tom 
and he's he says like oh i don't care if jack uh sleeps over but i know jack has a problem and he needs to talk to someone and then tom's like jack won't talk to anyone about it and then he's like well i'll talk to jack in the morning tom you go get the brownies from that cake thing that kathleen puts the, the brownies under great good stuff paul cool so he knocks so he knocks <laughs> on the door and he puts on his deep and angry voice and he says jack wake no, up he, he doesn't no, he's talking his normal voice i thought he was sounded a little more menacing than he usually did that was because but the maybe, episode was slowed down that's oh fuck you're right he he said uh, he's like if you're watching hey, he's like hey jack and, jack wake up it's me uh open up it's, we'll, we'll it's go me we'll it's, get, I'm, listen the funny music is playing this is funny Let's come over and hang yeah, out. I like we'll... I like to go over to my girlfriend's daughter's you could boyfriend's. say friends her squire. It's just he, <laughs> the idea of George talking to Jack and be like, "Jack, it's me, your friend, your good, your neighbor, George. It's me. Come on, let's go." And then Jack wakes up and thinks that it's the pimp, and then pulls out a gun and shoots at George through the door. Yep. George is fine, unfortunately, which yeah, I think George, would have been- George is like, don't shoot, it's me, George! And then Jack runs out. Jack, by the way, still holding, holding the gun. Holding the gun. <laughs> it's, by the way, the other thing I really think is funny about this is that it's not just like a, it's like a revolver. Yeah. It's like he's got, he's got 12, he's got six shots enough to kill any, anything that moves. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I like the idea of him running up to the door still holding the gun with like, oh shit. It's George, unless that's what the pimp wants me to think. <laughs> oh God, it's me, George! How oh no, I almost know? killed George. Well, better keep the gun. <laughs> I better make sure that he stays dead. So he runs out to George, and he's he's like, "Oh no, what had I done?" And he's still holding the gun. And then Tom arrives with the brownies, and they all look at the gun and say, "Wow." That's Can bad. I just say something about Jack that I realized? Jack had a drinking problem. Jack got high. Jack. Um, got beaten into a coma by a pimp. Jack bought a gun. <laughs> uh-huh. There's just something so funny about those four. He also got mugged one time, but it was a Jack fake joke. Jack is the after-school special character. He really is. That's so funny to me. That's, like, that's he... all. I'll tell you why. It's because Ben is like, uh, I, well, Ben, Ben had the weed thing and the burning down the school. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like they're never going to give any of those to Ricky because they just love Ricky so much that they just cannot bear to let him do anything. Oh, and Jack, I'm sorry, I also forgot. Jack uh, killed Marshall Bowman with his penis. He did. Call, he did kill Marshall Bowman. Uh, anyway, that's the episode. Uh, do you remember when you said to me, "Oops, Sam, I was on GoToJo.org and I accidentally saw the phrase after the shooting." Yes, and I thought there was going to be a school shooting episode of this show. And I said to you, "I'm pretty sure that that was an accident, and that was supposed to mean." After the attack, because he got attacked by the pimp, and maybe they forgot that it wasn't a shooting. Nice try. You tried so hard to cover that one up. Oh, I, I legitimately, I, I, Did and I don't know how. forget that Jack I have shot no George memory of to this. death? <laughs> this is so dumb! The, the, the second I realized that that weird thing that they were doing a very confusing close-up angle on was a gun, I was like, wait, this happens? <laughs> what? Merry Christmas. Why... Do you think that in the promo for this, they showed, like, Ricky and Clementine in bed, and then Jack, like, pulling out a gun and fucking unloading? <laughs> it's just like that, that Ricky, gif of Justin in this Bieber episode, getting shot to Jack, shit. Jack kills Ricky and Clementine in a jealous rage bow, bow, on an all-new Secret bow. Life of the American Teenager. Uh, yes. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like Jack's a cut standing from- in the mirror, and he's like, hey, where your pussy that at, Fufu Goofy? No <laughs> no oh, I'm sorry, do you not? Nope. 
So <laughs> oh no, the promo would be like Ricky and Clementine in bed, then Jack shooting, and then Amy on the plane screaming. <laughs> ah! So that's that's Brenda Vision. Uh, Thanks, although Paul. I suppose this is Paul Vision. Paul this Vision. Week. Uh, next week, because uh, I happen to have Go to Jo pulled up, uh, next week is uh, episode 17, Frayed So. Uh, description, after the shooting, Jack finally reaches out to Dr. Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I think your issue is that your aim is terrible and you need to take some gun lessons because... You don't understand proper gun safety, and you could have killed George, so why don't you Let go to the gun range? Let me teach you how to really kick someone's ass. You should really try to learn. You should go to boxing class and learn how to kick ass. Oh, Jordan, we're so close. What is it? Seven episodes left eight, after Eight more this? episodes. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Brenda. Why did you have to make seasons 520-whatever episodes long? Do we have any questions? I don't think so. If you have a question, you could send it to jurgen.com. Oh, we do. We do. We do. Oh, uh, favorite and least favorite characters first. Oh, uh, favorite character fucking... Oh, man, no one, not even, like, Omar was good in this episode. I, I, I went with Amy. I guess. I supported her. I guess. Maybe, maybe Tangerine. Tangerine was pretty Here, good. Here's a wild card. Check this out. Wild card, and I roll out of the back of the truck. Um, favorite character? Madison and Lauren for giving Amy a ride to the airport. The first <laughs> nice thing yeah, they've ever that done. That was the coolest her. thing they've ever done. Give Amy a ride to the airport late at night and not appear in the episode. That was awesome, because if they had appeared, they would have been like, they would have been like, we gotta get a ride to the airport. I was gonna be doing something better with I my have time. To ask, though, have we mm-hmm. have we established a rule that they have to appear in the episode to count? Yeah, whatever. That Fuck it. There's only eight episodes of the show left. I don't care. Okay, anymore. who cares? Uh, least favorite character? Besides what? Ben, Besides George, George Ricky, Ricky, Ben, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> I said Adrian. I just fucking hate her. I I despise her in season five so much. There's no reason for her to exist. Who could even say? I don't know, man. Because those were all in this episode, and they were all like firing on all cylinders. Well, they're they're forbidden. I, I mean, I guess. I guess Jack? No, because but he if almost I was killed ja- George, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool of him. I mean, Tom? <laughs> he was just trying to do praxis. He said, oh, George, you're even more upper class now. <laughs> <laughs> Time to fucking die. I really don't know. Everyone kind of sucked who sucked in this episode, and then the other only other characters who were in this were like, I guess Adrian, right? Jurgenit does not condone shooting George. Uh, I guess Adrian, yes. Yeah, same. Yeah, cool. Just why is she... Uh, it's just Ben and Adrian, both characters, the writers are just like, fuck it, man, I don't know. I don't uh, know. So, um, we have a question that is from a friend of the show, Bilbo X Fieri, but it's something I kind of want to save, because I kind of want to read the thing that it's based on, on a fanfic one week. So, I'm gonna hold off on that one for now, because it's kind of an inside joke at this point. Okay. Thanks for the question, though. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for us this week, then. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jurgenit, jurgenit.tumblr.com, twitter.com slash posi-stress-is-me, twitter.com slash bradipistrex is jordan uh, We have a Discord you can join and chat with us about things. Jordan, you posted... What did you fucking post? You posted... I, wanted, um, yes. I posted a book that I wrote when I was... I, a novel, quote-unquote, that I wrote uh, when I was a uh, fucking, like, fifth grader, and I think it's really funny, and I want to oh, read shit. it for a fan fiction one week... Just because I think it'd be really funny. Oh, you want to read this on a... Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, join join the Discord to read that. But if you want to hear us read that, 
Well, then you can go to patreon.com slash jergonit. I mean, we haven't done it yet, but... We will Apparently do it. we will. I've decided. One dollar will get you access to all of our bonus content, our secret diary of Ashley Jurgens readings, our fanfiction readings, our readings of DMV Job by Jordan Canning. Age, uh, age 11 or whatever. Our uh, Grant High School Exchange program episodes. Uh, we gotta watch Beastly soon. Now that Jordan, now that the yeah. holidays over, are yeah. over and schedules are I'm cool to do it this weekend if you want. This weekend? Why not? Podcast's almost over. Maybe. We'll figure that shit out. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I'm also really excited for when we when we do our next fan fiction reading. I have some good shit. Um, and $5 yes. gets you a shout out on the podcast. You can send in a message that we'll read in Ben Voice ASMR optional. $10 gets you uh, all that plus a special Discord rule that lets you listen to the episodes live while we record the them uh shout out to our 10 and 5 dollar subscribers value w destry hawk hk dr b dandy and alexander grass dragon corbett thanks 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 and have fun and have fun uh noise noise space yes you can find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com we're hosted on noisepace.xyz the home of podcasts such as my pod cabbages new episode giants confirmed uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die is coming back. It's January and the break is over. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die back on the podcast. It's back. Hooray! Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. And others. That's it. And as we always say on the episode of the, of, of the ones that are written by Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye. And, and have fun. Get it on. Get it on. Brandon Vision. American Teenager is-